what up what up what up this your girl Cosa Chelsea and I am back it has been a while Mm-mm-mm. hello well what's new y'all what's going on out there in the world what's up what's up let me know um I definitely miss you guys I hope you guys miss me um so I would like to tell you guys what's been going on with me, what's new in my life. Um, some new things have transpired this year. And um, one of the new things I can say is that I am now at an internet radio station. Woo, yay! It's called The Cook-Up Radio, located in Vineland, New Jersey, 610 Landis Avenue. Come check us out. Also, we have Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, follow if you will. A lot of great things coming up. I have became the event coordinator there, and my show also will be hosted there. So if you're interested in coming into the station for a chance to be on my show and check out, you know, what we have going on, feel free to inbox me, call me, text me, email me, whatever. All my information is on my website or in my bio. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited about this new turn of relief that I'm about to be taking. Um, I also been looking for a place to live. I'm trying to locate relocate. Um, Not 100% sure where trying to figure out what's the best decision. I know inflation right now is just killing everyone like it really is. We are all out here going through it. So um, just know that I'm keeping everybody in our prayers, like all of us as a union community. I just, you know, I feel you guys. I thought at first um, um, that it was just me and this led to my depression. Like I was going through a little bit of a depression when I kind of fell back from podcasting and it wasn't severe. It was a little bit. It was just kind of like I had no interest in doing a lot of things. I did what I had to do, but a lot of things I was just like, mm, I'm not really interested in doing this. And I just couldn't really put a finger on it. And it kind of was like, I just felt like things were just weird around me and just not going right. And I felt alone in my experience. But then when I started to talk to people, people were reaching out to me and I started reaching out to other people and people were telling me like, you know, what they're going through in their life. And I'm like, I so happen to be going through the same thing, too, um, to where it's it's not that um, I'm struggling or anything like that with my bills or, you know, my finances and stuff. But it's looking shaky because when I start looking at numbers of what I'm bringing in and then when I'm looking at numbers of how things are going up, it's giving me like, OK, I need to sit down. I need to reevaluate. I need to pause before because if things continue the way that it is, I'm going to be looking like uh like a struggle you know what I'm saying like a real struggle and it scares me it's very scary because I'm a mother and I feel like my kids depend on me for so much like everything really to be honest with you so it's pretty intimidating when you look at the numbers and the inflation and how things are just not guaranteed it's it's kind of just a weird space to be in um so basically I'm sharing all of this with you guys to let you know that you are not alone Um, we are definitely all feeling it right now for sure. Um, yeah, but anyway, so today's topic is going to be about me hating dating. Um, (laughs) 
it's not that I hate dating. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me let me let me get let me tell you a little bit why this topic came to my head. Um so I was like the way inflation is looking is looking like settle down. It's just really giving like me me at the altar in your white dress. We ain't getting no younger, so we might as well do it. If if no other time was good to get married, it's definitely right now. It's giving two income households, baby. Like it's definitely giving like, you know, <laughs> we need to come together and love each other no matter what the fuck is going on and just make this shit work because doing this by yourself is definitely hurting right now. And and the way like rates is going up, I don't understand how they expect a single person to just survive. They don't. Mm -mm. I think maybe they want people to get back together and start getting together because with these new laws that they're passing with no abortions, with, you know, you got to pay child support if the woman is pregnant. Mm, that's another story. We could talk about that another day. But I, it just is given like they're trying to push people together more and also hold us accountable for our actions that we're doing. Because I do think we were running a little wild out here for a minute. And it was given, like, you know, people not having babies, people not settling down, people not getting married. Like, it is all over the United States. It is not just in New Jersey. It's not just with the young people. It's definitely with the old people. Like, marriages, is the rates is just not given what, you know, I think would be beneficial for the state, um, the country, and for the kids that are coming up um that are being raised into this world so i think maybe this epidemic of numbers is gonna bring more people together um i mean i even thought about it. i was like damn right now it would be nice to be you know having someone that i could depend on in certain things just in case if you know i fall short and i end up risking losing everything um yeah i <sighs> I, yeah, I, it's like a part of me wants to just be single. And the reason why I just want to be single is because I have so many things that I need to work on internally. You know what I mean? Like, but I do feel like we'll, we'll forever as individuals, as people, we're very fluent. We're forever growing and learning and yada, 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 that I'm That's going to be a lifetime thing, habit that I'm going to always be working on. Um, stuff on my inner side or whatever so um yeah so I'm just like I don't know I just want to be whole in a relationship and then I, and then when you just when you feel like you're whole and you start dating um you kind of for me from my personal experience I, I'm not sure how anybody else feels but from my personal experience I just felt like um when I started dating, it took me back a little bit and kind of made me um, feel like it kind of highlights your flaws, your imperfections, your insecurities and stuff when you start dating. So you go into the dating market and you think like, oh, I'm whole. I got my shit together. OK, like I'm doing the damn thing. But then you end up realizing like mm, something ain't right, like with me or is it him is it this motherfucker that's in my face like or is it me or is it both of us like what what the fuck is it so for me because of that interaction right there itself um I have low interest in dating I just do 
um, I have high interest in being in a relationship, a committed relationship, but very, very low interest in dating, period. I just don't. I just, I just, it cringes because those, that first dating stage is like hard. It's really, really hard. It really is. Cause one day it's like, you, you think you like the person, but then you're like, I don't even know who the fuck this is. Like, who the fuck are you? Because you just did some shit that the person I thought I knew ain't the fuck you. Like, nigga, like, it just be so, like, giving suspect-ish. Like, a lot of people just be giving me, like, mm, I don't know what this is hitting for. Like, I don't want to waste my time. Like, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. So it seems like sometimes guys, they have this perception that girls just want to go on dates to get meals. I'm going to be honest with you. A woman like me, I'm 200 pounds. I ain't missing no meals. I'm not trying to go on no date with no guy just to eat. Mm. I'm hungry now. That just I just thought about that. My friend made me some chicken parm with some Alfredo noodles, and it was so good. Shout out to you, boo, for the Alfredo chicken parm meal last night and some leftovers so i'm thinking about eating it matter of fact i'm about to go warm it up but anyway um so to get back on topic um i don't even know where i was at okay yeah so i just don't have interest in dating as much as i've honestly i've never had interest in dating like i was always the type of person like once i felt like i liked them um, even when the, the true them came out, the reality of who they are, um, I was just like, mm, I could rock with it. Like, mm-hmm, I'm, com- I'm exclusive. I'm committed. And then, you know, the intimacy, the bonding, the nurturing, the caring, the support, I'm with it all. So typically, um, from my dating experience when I was younger or whatever, I, it wasn't hard for me to like people. It wasn't hard for me to get to um what I wanted like not really because honestly I didn't even have I didn't even really know myself as a woman to tell you the truth like I just didn't I didn't know what was best for me I didn't know what was good for me I didn't know any of those things so now I'm starting to get to know those things about myself and it's conflicting because I go back and forth with myself like is this the best thing for me you know do I really need these things yada 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 but anyway, so I had Googled some information to um, just find out exactly what dating is. Because what I figured out from dating is that, like, people look at dating as if, some people look at dating as if you're just being, you're mingling. Some people look at it as, like, you're collecting data. Some people look at it as a process of elimination. Some people look at it a way to have sex. Um, some people look at it as a way to get into a relationship or and or of marriage. Um, it's just all over the place, honestly. And that typically is my first few dates with somebody is just to kind of figure out where their head is when it comes to dating. Like, what is this process like me and you being attracted to one another like what are you trying to get out of this like do you want to get to know me as an individual leading to possibly a relationship or marriage or do you just want to be in my business and be fucking nosy or do you want to just see what this poom poom hitting for 
I'm just saying, because that's what it's, it's giving that. Like, a lot of guys, they look, or from what I've heard, I've heard these guys literally say it out their mouths. Not people that I've dated, but other guys, like family members or friends or people that I've interacted with on Clubhouse. <laughs> If y'all on Clubhouse, y'all already know how Clubhouse get down. Clubhouse is a hot motherfucking mess. Okay, you heard it from me. It's a lot of dudes on there just saying any old thing out their mouth. But, hey, uh, that's them. But from what I've heard is, like, you know, basically these guys, I, I'm, like, trying to figure out, like, why guys are always dating if they don't want a relationship. Like, it doesn't make sense to me because that's how I think about dating. I think about dating as the the gateway to get into a relationship in order to get into a marriage, in order to build something bigger than yourself. Because when I think about um, relationships, I think about it as far as, like, an opportunity to make yourself better or greater it's kind of like going to college like people go to school to make themselves better you know so I look at it as like a marriage is supposed to make you better and enhances your life um it doesn't fix your life but where you're at it it would add on to it in a in a positive way that's how I always looked at it until I had interactions with people and because of those interactions with people or my dating experience in the beginning stage of just talking on just talking um I'm like ew I don't want to do this I don't want to I don't want to sit here and go on a date with a guy on Monday total fail go on a date with another guy on Wednesday total fucking fail go on another date on Friday total motherfucking fail like I don't want to do that and then I don't also want to date somebody like continuously like this one person and I still can't make up my mind if I like this person or not like, or, you know, we both playing that game where we don't even know if we like each other, but we don't want to stop dating, like going on dates. It kind of is just like pointless. Like who's going to woman up or man up in a situation and be like, oh, I'm going to move forward to the next step or I'm going to just sit back and relax or do nothing at all. Be passive about every goddamn thing and just be friends. You know, I think sometimes people, they do, they're, they're in that fog of where they don't know if they like this person or not, but they want to jump to the benefits of, yeah. So it's like, yeah, we'll just be like friends, but let's just jump to the benefit benefits. Um, it's kind of aggravating. I, I just don't want any parts of it. Like I really don't like, but I know it is something that you have to go through. So thanks to good old Google, just to get some clarity, awareness, and some acknowledgement, I Googled what is dating. And basically, dating is the stage of engagement to evaluate each other's suitability as partners in a future relationship or intimate relationship. So I think some people are using dating for the right reason, well, most people are, you know, because if you're looking for just an intimate relationship, then yeah. Um, if you're looking for marriage, yeah, you date or whatever. But getting people to be honest about that is challenging. Um, some, I, you know, what I notice, like sometimes people they feel like, oh, I have to find the right person to get married to, which is like true. But I feel like w when people say this, it's not necessarily finding the right person. It's more so finding the person to make you say, I want to marry you. Um, 
that's where things get confusing and things get challenging. Um, you could have, you can meet like, I, I've heard guys say like, I had a bunch of women that were marriage material, but none of them made me feel like I wanted to be locked down or locked down with them. And that feeling that some people are looking for is never going to happen. It's not going to happen. Nobody can make you want to do something that you don't want to do. Necessary, not necessarily all the time. Like sometimes people can encourage you to, uh, you know, do things that you don't necessarily want to do. But other times, most of the time, that's just not how it works when you're a grown adult that thinks for yourself. Like there's no grooming or persuading and manipulating that can work but so far like for so much unless you're extremely naive as a grown adult but for the most part yeah it's not happening like most people are just stuck on in their ways and you know what they say is what they say and you know how they feel is how they feel until they're ready to to make a change or feel another way that's just what it is so based on another source i found in um on ignitedating.com it's a dating profile um well dating site in the UK and basically they have you know information about dating and you know what what dating is all about and what they you know what services that they provide along those lines what typically on the average what dating is about and basically they broke down dating into five different stages so there the first stage which they are more involved in than any other is the attraction so the first stage is attraction then after attraction is reality after reality is commitment and after commitment is intimacy and after intimacy it's engagement when I seen these five stages, I was like, bruh, this makes so much sense to why me as an individual, I don't like dating because I just naturally feel like this, these stages is literally how it's supposed to go. And when it doesn't go this way, it confuses me greatly and it bothers me so much. Mind you, I never knew exactly what these stages was during my dating process. Never. I never even thought about it. But a lot of times, okay, so I'm going to just start at stage one, attraction. Attraction is like the honeymoon phase, pretty much. Um, and this is where, you know, like you, um, like maybe you met each other naturally or, um, someone hook you up or like a matchmaker or whatever and there has to be a element of attraction between each couple for to develop into something romantic so for me a lot of times when I go on dates with people I don't have any type of attraction to them and when you hear attraction it's more so people more so think about looks it's not even all about looks it's about conversation it's about looks too um, it's also about, you know, who the person is. So it's like, if I never get to actually see you, if I never get to have um, 
a three-dimensional conversation, like a deep in-depth conversation with you, if I never get to know who you are or anything about you, really, I'm not attracted to you. Like, I just don't have attraction to you. So a lot of times, like, what I notice is, like, people would meet people online, right? So right there from the get, meeting people online, there's no attraction for me. I can see what you look like, but I haven't had a, a deep enough conversation with you. And I don't know anything about you. And, I mean, I know some things about you, bits and pieces, but... Um, I also haven't seen you in person, so I'm not really all that engaged or interested in online dating. It's not that fun for me. Um, honestly, my most authentic dating or fun dating or relationships or whatever have been people that I physically knew of or met in person. Um, and then we had a conversation. I really got attracted um, and then, you know, I found out more things about them. It, it doesn't even necessarily have to be all the way, like, in one order. It's just the collective. Like, the collective of those three things, I feel like, has to be checked off in order for me to be attracted to you. Like, and that's just it. Like, not one and not the other. It, it just, it has to be all three. I have to physically be around you, have deep conversations, and get to know you. Like, so when I go on dates, that's my objective is to get to know you, see if there's any attraction at all, um, have conversations with you, not only in person, but on the phone as well. Um, it has to be some type of communication. Some people are not good at communication, and I can't lie that. There is times where I haven't been the best at communication either, but that's something I'm definitely working on. Um, you know, so that that's that. So a lot of a lot of times when I date people, a lot of people get X'd off just in the beginning because there's no attraction. Also, a big part in that stage, well, that first stage is getting to know your intentions and like your goals and things that you want in life and there's a lot of dishonest people in the world like some a lot of times what I've noticed is what guys would do is they would kind of fish they would kind of fish and figure out what you want what you will allow what you would do and or not do so they could say all the right things I hate that shit that shit bothers me it just feels so fake like I don't that that's like date my dating experiences like just random dates like first dates second dates maybe um has actually been to me fake I feel like a lot of people are just fake fake as hell like they don't want to be honest or truthful about anything or they just don't know they literally just don't know you could say that like why not say that some but instead of saying that you just kind of like sometimes they just kind of you know, play around, bullshit, beat around the bush, and talk semantics or whatever have you not. I, I don't, ugh, it is aggravating. All right, so I'm going to go into this the second stage, which is reality. Um, This stage is known as the end of the honeymoon phase, uh, where typically that happens around like six months after dating someone or not you know um a lot of times people is not getting to know six months of dating like not healthy dating anyway 
a lot of times what I'm seeing is people being traumatically affected and traumatized within that time span. Six months? People, I didn't see people go through the craziest things in six months. Some people are actually getting pregnant in six months. Like, shit, they'd be like four months pregnant in six months. Like, seriously. Um, it's just... I don't know. It doesn't, I don't think it necessarily has to be six months, but it's the end of the honeymoon phase. So I feel like the the first one is like, okay, you're attracted to this person. Like you guys are equally attracted. You got through the bullshit. Like you you, you vibe out in person. You vibe out on the phone. You got to know their their intentions. They've been really genuine, honest, um, forthcoming, and you know, just the attraction is there. You just like, oh, I really like this person. I can't wait to talk to them again. I can't wait to see them. Yada yada yada, right? That's the honeymoon phase when you're like just boo loving and you're just all up on each other. You're just, ooh, I can't get enough and da 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 da. Just honeymoon. And then the real the next stage is when you go into the reality, the end of the honeymoon, where it's kinda like, um, hold on, let me go back to the website itself it says this stage is reality it tends to creep up on you slowly and can last for six months okay so it can last for six months or several months so you could be dating everything's all good for um six months and then the next six months you could be going through some trials and tribulation out of the reality of what things are and what things isn't this signals the end of the honeymoon phase and is the points of which you might start to see flaws in your partner and notice things that annoy you. This doesn't mean you no longer like or love each other. It just reality and life setting in and you tend to become more aware of your partner after the rush of the hormones have subsided. For example, you may find that as you start spending more time together, you notice little quirks or habits that you might not have noticed at first. Unfortunately, this this second stage is where a lot of relationships fail. But the good news is, if you make it past this stage, this is a good sign thing, good things will come. So that makes so much sense. Like, it really does. Um, sometimes, like, I feel like for me and my past relationships, like, I my honeymoon phase lasted for... Um, like at least three years, I want to say like at first, like it lasts for at least three years. And then like after the reality of bills and kids and all like just the reality of things really did settle in, it kind of was like, mm, I don't know if I'm gonna get past this, da, da, da. but that will go to the next stage, which is commitment. So commitment is the exclusive stage where you are like okay I'm I'm in it to win it I'm not going anywhere like you're, you're not perfect I'm not perfect either the attraction is there you're beautiful you're a great person you have a good heart um we're equally attracted to each other um you know the reality of what things is is that you're not perfect you have flaws and some of your flaws are fucking annoying let's just be honest you snore at night and I don't know how I'm gonna bear with that for the rest of my motherfucking life or even another motherfucking day but at the end of it all I think you're worth it right okay
So you get there and you're like, look, I think you're worth the long haul. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to stick beside him. I'm going to stick beside him. Okay. So once you get past the reality stage, you enter the commitment phrase phase. At this point, you express a desire to be with each other exclusively. And you have grown to not only recognize, but accept the flaws that may come with your partner. This agreement to commitment to each other, regardless of the circumstances, also means accepting their dreams, their goals, their wants, and their needs in life. This could mean things like deciding where you want to live together, helping them to achieve career goals, and discussing plans for the future. Okay, this stage right here is where I want to be. I don't want to date. Okay, I want to, I just want to get to the, the commitments, okay? Like, that's my problem. Matter of fact, nah, I'm lying. I, it's not that I just want to get to the commitment. I just want to get to the attraction. Like, can I be attracted to anyone? Like, for real. Seriously. Like, seriously. Um, Okay, so, I think the... The the third stage is just one of my favorite stages. Um, it, it's top tier to me. The commitment, the exclusivity, and, you know, the agreement to commit to each other regardless of the circumstances, accepting each other's green, goals and dreams and needs in life. I, I, I'm with it. I'm all for it. Um, so that, that one is like, you know, has some stars next to it and it's highlighted in my book. <laughs> Okay, so the next stage is intimacy. This is where you're bonding and you're nurturing to one another. So it's basically like you are catering or constantly feeding the commitment you guys made, in, in my opinion. Um, so what it says on the website is stage four is intimacy. And this typically involves nurturing the true love that has been cultivated over the past, the last year or so. Um to popular belief this stage does doesn't just relate to physical intimacy <laughs> hint, hint hint this goes to show you guys all right let me continue it's also about connecting beyond the superficial hello somebody so a lot, what i've also noticed is that a lot of people especially people who are hypersexual they've never experienced intimacy like they don't even know what true intimacy is I mean, it is so annoying to me. That is so annoying because they, it's, they're, they've grown to grown people. Like, they're in their 30s, right? And they have slept with a bunch of people already, been in a bunch of relationships, and have yet to experience intimacy. It's kind of like sad in a sense because you're like a baby to me in a sense like I I hate to say it like that you know because a lot of times I date older people but it is very sad when someone hasn't or doesn't understand what intimacy really is about it's not about um humping you know it's not about the dick going into the coconut I mean the lime in the coconut or the dick in the pussy I just saying um it is way deeper than that and it's so beneficial it's so rewarding I love being intimacy I'm a sucker um for that so I think like hopeless romantic people 
they understand intimacy and how important that is. They are like very, very intimate people. Um, and that's just what it is. But then there's some people who are just hypersexual. And to me, hypersexual people just don't have intimacy with them. Um, I've engaged with some guys that, you know, they think that they're like such a sexual being and, you know, super, they like to be super intimate and they're not like, they're completely like just creepy. Like they don't even get it. Like dick pics, creepy. In case y'all didn't know, it's, it's just not intimate. If that dick ain't never been around me in my mouth and my pussy or nothing like that, what the fuck make you think I just want to look at your dick, nigga? I don't know you. That's like going around just sending butthole pictures to people like, you want to see my butthole? You want to see my butthole? I'm trying to be intimate. Look at my butthole. Like, you like it, don't you? It's tight in it. Mm-hmm. I don't smell. But I'm just saying, like, it just be off. Like, people just be awkward as hell. Like, I know I'm awkward, but it just... I can't, bro, I can't. All right, so let me continue reading. So once two people have bonded with each other, you hear that? Bonded. Bonded. Say it with me. Bonded. I'm going to repeat. I'm going to go. I'm going to run this back. Once two people have bonded with each other, this is when true love really begins. This stage usually means opening up to one another and really letting your guard down. For the first time in a relationship, you will become vulnerable without holding back, learning about each other's past and deeper feelings and seeing their true character in a new light. This is definitely okay. So I want to say my favorite stage is the commitment. And I feel like the intimacy is the most rewarding stage. (laughs) It is the most rewarding. And I feel like the last stage, the engagement, um, which is the last stage, is the most beneficial. Okay. All right. So commitment is my favorite stage. Um, Intimacy is the most enjoyable stage. And the last one is the most beneficial stage, which is engagement. Um. So I feel like a lot of times people just urge for intimacy and they don't know what it is and they don't know how to obtain it or even get it or anything like it's just all the way lost. It's just a whole complete disconnect. And I don't know if it had like correlates from any type of trauma or lack of love in their life or um, intimacy with your parents or your family members. Like, I don't know what it is, but it it definitely is some people out here who battle with intimacy and they have a disconnect and they go into this dating world and everything is going good. The attraction is there. Um, you know, you both have the same views, the reality of things set it in. You're both like committed, but then when it's time to get intimate, um, you just, it's just not there. It's just a big disconnect. And sometimes I, I've ran into that too in a relationship. Um, and I hear a lot of women talk about that too, because they're like, if he ain't got a big dick, I ain't fucking with him. I'm not marrying no nigga with no little dick, you know? And, and it's like, bro, you just don't know how to be intimate. Like you don't know how to have sex. Like you really don't. Y'all be out here humping and scrubbing and scratching, but 
y'all not really being intimate because at the end of the day, intimacy, you don't even have to have sex to be intimate. Like they said, it's superficial. Like it's, it's a, it's about a connection that's beyond the superficial. So it's not about just sucking dick and, um, eating balls. Like it's not about, um, sucking clicks and eating crotch, you know, it's, it's, it's more than that. You know, it's not about hump and pelvic bones together either. Um, once you obtain intimacy, I feel like intimacy is what bond people the most like, well, yeah, you're most bonded, but that's like where you have that real genuine connection with someone where you just can't get enough. Like people are just constantly coming back to you or they're wanting you all the time. Like you urge for this person, you earn for this person or whatever. Like you're just like, I need it. I need it. Okay, like if you know, you know, okay, you be at work like, oh, I can't wait to get home to get the bay. Like, oh, I miss him. I miss her. You know, I miss you so much. And you just be all intimate. Like you could just be so intimate by just cooking dinner together. You be so intimate by just having a conversation like you just itching for that person. You could be so intimate taking a walk in the park. You could be super intimate by just eating, you know, food, like just watching a movie, eating popcorn together. It's a very intimate experience once you have a bond, once you guys have bonded. You know what I mean? Um so when you do actually have physical sex, it's just a cherry on top of the intimacy okay it's like extra sprinkles gummy bears oreo bites like all of that it's just it's great okay but I definitely had this type of problem because it was just like when you run into somebody who battles with intimacy um it's kind of like they have a guard up they have a shield up that is blocking or disrupting everything that they thought was being intimate and they have to relearn everything again it's like teaching an old dog new tricks or in other words like teaching someone how to walk again like breaking their legs and then putting them back together and then teach them how to walk again that's what it feels like when you are dating someone that doesn't know how to be intimate they can't even comprehend intimacy um but anyway um so i want to move forward and go to the last stage the last and final stage um, it's engagement and I could tell you my personal feedback. Okay. So this stage is the lifelong commitment. Um, I just think like when you just decide like, Hey, this is it. Like I, I'm, I, I'm attracted to you. Um, you ain't perfect, but I ain't going nowhere either. Um, you're committed. You're exclusive. The intimacy is just there. The bond is there. The nurturing is there. Um, and you just make a commitment to make this a lifelong thing. That's what I think it is. So I'm going to read off what they say on the website. The final stage is engagement and blissful love. This is where you ultimately decide to pledge a long life, lifelong commitment to your partner and take things to the next level. This level of commitment comes with working together to plan a happy and fruitful future with each other. Did you hear that? Happy and fruitful. Okay. Even though you have made a commitment, it doesn't mean that your relationship will be without its ups and downs in the future. The important thing is to learn to apologize and forgive when things go wrong and instead work together as a re- as a solid partnership to overcome any challenges that is thrown your way. I love that. I love it. 
I'm gonna cry. Um, what I like about that last part the most was the important thing is to learn and apologize and forgive when things go wrong. Me, I've always that has always been my problem is forgiving and apologizing. Because a lot of times when I done things, I damn near meant meant it. Like I ain't gonna lie. Like, I've done things and I'm like, what? It is what it is. Like, the fuck? I meant I meant it. But then there's also other things. What I realized is when I did those things that I meant, I did those things um, because I didn't really want to be with that person. Like, it was like, for me to have done those things... I didn't truly love this person. And that's just what it is. That's the that's the the bottom line. Like I just didn't want to be with this person and I wanted this person to to leave me alone. Like and I kind of almost hated myself for being with this person. I didn't know how not to be with this person. And I didn't know if not wanting to be with this person was a bad thing or the right feeling to have. Like it's just like a guilty feeling that you have in a sense. So a lot of times when I've done things that, you know, was in need of an apology, I meant it. But now that I'm older and I'm more mature, if if I don't want to be with someone, I'm vocal about that. Like, I don't sit back and just, like, kind of take it and deal with it anymore. I open up my mouth and I talk about the things that are bothering me so I can move past it and not do something that is, like, needed for apology. You know, I'm just sitting here doing shit out of how I feel without even talking to you about it so now I'm more open to conversations about different things that are bothering me like hey can you receive what I'm saying this is this is how I'm feeling how do you feel working it out type of thing you know instead of me calling you a bitch ass nigga you know and I ain't gonna pop if I really feel like you a bitch ass nigga I'm not gonna apologize for it I didn't said it and I said what I said what you gonna do leave and if you are bye don't let the doorknob hit you on your way out Okay, but I don't want to take it there. I don't never want to go to the point where I'm disrespecting somebody like that. Um, I I love like if I really love you, I don't ever want to talk to you like that. I just don't, you know. So I'm just I th- that's something that I practice now. I'm like I'm not just gonna be you know do, I'm be careful. I'm not gonna be reckless with people that I love. Basically, in so many words, and forgive when things go wrong. Okay. <sighs> I, I've tried to forgive, but I can't, like, I'm not big on forgiving. Um, recently in this past year, I've learned a lot about forgiveness. Um, some things I'm just not going, I I forgive you, but I just ain't dealing with you no more. You get what I'm saying? So I I've got used to that way of functioning. Like I forgive you, but I'm good. Like don't ever talk to me again. Don't come around me again. Cause if you do, I'm gonna do something that I'm not going to apologize for. I'm a, I'm a fuck you up, nigga. I'm a fuck you up. <laughs> Shit. Don't come around me. I forgive you, but you better not. Sh- you don't push it. Don't push it. Okay. Um, but like when it comes to dealing with somebody that you really, really love, like you have to learn how to forgive them for the things that they did. So, and it is so much easier to forgive somebody you love than somebody you don't love. So if you're in a relationship and you can't forgive that person, you may not really love them. Cause that's exactly what the reality of it was for me. 
I was in a relationship with people with some people that I could not forgive and I realized like I didn't we didn't really have a bond like the bond was broken there was nothing there I didn't trust this person I didn't love this person anymore there was no intimacy there there was just nothing so it was like I couldn't forgive them you know but when you really really care about somebody you really really love them you forgive them um I think like I said before in some of my episodes like being a mother has really matured me and grown me as an individual this is why I feel like you know if I am dating or anybody in my life has to has to embrace my children because they have made me who I am to this day like literally I've been a mother my entire life and loving them and them loving me back has learned has taught me how to deal with relationships. I'm going to be completely honest with you because I grew up in my childhood not having the best relationships with my parents. You know what I mean? Like I grew up not having good relationships with people. Not saying that it was like terrible, but it was just no bond. It was no connection. Like it was no trust. It was no honesty. It was no, it was nothing like it was a lot of hurt and abandonment and issues there. And being with my kids, it taught me a whole new world, a whole new lifestyle, a whole new way of loving, the whole new, a whole new meaning to family um, for me personally. You know, you could read a book and you could hear other people's testimonies and what they go through in your life. But to actually obtain that, it's, it's, it hits different. So for me, being a mother is everything to me because it's like I would not be who half of the person that I am if it wasn't for them. So, yeah, like I I love my I forgive my kids every day. You know, I'm committed to being their mother. I'm never going to give up on being their mother. Um, I apologize to them when I know that I'm wrong or my intentions weren't meant to be the way that things were like you know I could I could kids have feelings too you know what I mean and I could have yelled at my daughter and said something like I don't like when you behave this way you're acting like a brat or something and and it really could hurt her feelings differently than than the way that I would receive that you know what I mean um and I could tell her look I I apologize. I don't mean to make you feel like I don't love you. I will always love you. But I just want you to understand that you really, really upset me. And it makes me feel like I'm being disrespected when you don't listen to me. And you only think about yourself. So with my children, I have this, this, these type of conversations and these type of dynamics where sometimes I do mess up as a mom. That's how I feel. Like I feel like sometimes I do mess up. But I also make it safe and okay for all of us to be humans and make our mistakes, but also give us our space and opportunity to talk about things and make things right, a.k.a. apologizing. And I feel like apologizing just doesn't go one way. It's not, I'm sorry for what I did. It's like, look, I, I didn't mean to do what I did. And I didn't mean, not not necessarily I didn't mean to do what I did. I did not mean to make you feel the way that you feel genuinely. I was very upset about something and I lost control of how I felt. And I said something that wasn't in the best interest of your growth and development. And I shouldn't have done that. And I wish I could have did things differently or I should have done things differently. But I just want to let you understand. I, I just want you to know, like these literally this is how the conversation goes with my child. 
I want you to understand that right now I'm going through a lot and I'm really, really stressed out. And I need you to be considerate of that when we interact with each other at this moment. I need you to be able to identify and understand when I'm tired, understand when I'm hurting and not to put too much pressure on me to do the things that you want and need. Sometimes you just got to go easy on me, baby girl. You know what I mean? Like I would tell my daughter that like sometimes I'm, I'm, I have the energy to play. Sometimes I have the energy or the finances or the money to get you the things that you want. And guess what? The reality is sometimes I just don't. I just don't have it. And it's okay. It, but what is what is not okay is for you to make me feel bad about that or you to treat me some type of way because I I don't have what you need at the moment or what you want at the moment, okay? And we just literally break everything down about how we feel, how we received one another, and just move forward from there. And that's where I feel like provides the space to forgive. So for me in a relationship, well, I have I have not been in this stage this stage right here where it's the engagement stage typically have broken me because I just could not find it in me and myself to apologize. I could not find it in myself to forgive. Some Sometimes it was because I felt like I was right and they were wrong. I found it in myself that um, I truly did not love them. Like, I didn't even know how to love them anymore. I found it in my, I, I just did not see or feel like I could move forward with this person in any type of way. So it was just the end all. And it was kind of like, people always say that like, dang, y'all was rocking out for a minute. Like what happened to the point where y'all just ended it? Like, like, I don't get it. And it's like, bruh, like I did something or they did something, they didn't apologize, or we did something, we apologized, but we didn't forgive each other. So we're walking around with all this grudge and hate and heat on our heart and creating a toxic atmosphere where we are engaging with each other unhealthily, you know. So that's what it looks like to not forgive somebody is like you're sitting here, you're engaging with one another in a hateful manner in a toxic manner it becomes the opposite of love so if you ever wonder why or if you have or have not forgiven somebody because you could psych yourself out and, and trick yourself to thinking that you truly forgave somebody but if every time you guys engage with each other there's some type of animosity there some type of hate there if you're not loving each other in a healthy manner you have not forgiven this person you just don't forgive each other. And that's just what it is. If you can't move on or move forward in your relationship in a healthy manner, there's no forgiving there. People that constantly argue, constantly bicker, constantly do petty stuff to one another, they have not forgiven each other. And I've had my share of that in my relationships where arguing, bickering, Honestly, I'm not even mad about the fact that you're driving too fast or driving too slow. I'm really mad about the shit that you did three months ago. So I've been a bitch for the past three months because I haven't forgave you. And the same thing goes for men. Men do that too. But yeah, so that that's that's my point of view on it. Um, and honestly, the engagement part is like, you know, 
like if you can get that down i feel like the last stage of dating like that last five stages um you could that's what's going to keep people married i feel like an engagement part people do get married but they don't stay married because they they haven't mastered the forgiving and apology part you know I'm going to read it again. It says the most important, it says, even though you have made commitment, it doesn't mean that your relationship will be without ups and downs in the future. The important thing is to learn to apologize and forgive when things go wrong and instead work together as a solid partnership to overcome any challenges that life throws your way. I mean, what greater way to end this episode? Um, yeah, I think I covered everything. I think I covered everything. The five stages of dating. What is dating? Um, why I hate dating <laughs> or why I have low interest in dating. Um, I don't know if anyone can relate, but if you can, let me know. Leave a comment. Share to some of your friends and families and coworkers. Um, you can always give me a phone call, leave me a voicemail, feedback, testimonies about your experience with dating. If you can relate to any part or section of this podcast today, let me know. Also, if you want to be on my podcast, if you want to come on here, be my guest, I would love to have you on my show. And we can go over a schedule, a time, a place, whether we're doing um video like um zoom or something where we can record the podcast that way or whether you come down to the station and check me out over there um we can get the thing done i am looking forward to actually pushing my brand my podcast to video not just audio so i'm working on that that's in the works also um what's in the works is some events like i said i'm the event coordinator at the radio station now so we're going to have some mixers, some events going on where I want you guys to come out, show me some love, okay? Because we are definitely going to have a great event. Like, it's going to be just bomb. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be drinks. going to be food. You already know how I get down. I'm an eater and a drinker. So uh, uh, uh. we're about to put Cumberland County on the book, okay? Well, it is. We already there. So many dope people from Cumberland County. We got Birchton, we got Millville, we got Violent, it, and some other little sub um, places in uh, Cumberland County. Um, I can't think of what they, what they are right now, but we have some dope talent people, some dope people in general, and um, I just can't wait to just like network with everyone and kind of just continue uh, growing and learning and, you know, just having great experiences with people. Um, that's what life is all about, you know, and just know, pray for your girl. That's all. Cause I'm praying for y'all. That, that's all I gotta say. So I got a couple quotes that I want to say today. Happily ever after is not a fairy tale. It's a choice. Be with someone who says, let's fix this. I can't lose you. All right. Well, that concludes this episode. It's your girl, Costa Chelsea. Peace.